Please be seated. So the cathedral here has this wonderful online program and app to tell everybody who is doing something at the cathedral in worship what they're doing, when they're supposed to do it, and what the liturgical color of the day is. With somebody coming from a reasonably small parish, I am overwhelmed and excited by the clarity of this. You know, I have an app on my phone. I can look at where I'm supposed to be, what I'm supposed to wear, and, you know, when I'm supposed to be there. And we had this wonderful and really interesting experience this week where um, Dean Mendez and Canon Herring said, well, or the question came up of what liturgical color of the day were we supposed to use today? And I looked at my app, and it said, you know, diocesan confirmation, May 11th, white. And so I was like, oh, okay, the color of day is white. White is one of the colors we use for confirmation. And Dean Mendez and Canon Herring kept saying, well, the color for the day is red. I kept saying, okay, that's also a perfectly acceptable color of the Holy Spirit for confirmation, but, you know, the app says, and if the app says... (laughs) You know, that must be, you know, what is true. And it ended up with a text exchange between the three of us in which I screenshotted, well, I think it's white because the app says it's white. And they screenshotted that their app said it was red. (laughs) Now, liturgical colors don't, they don't really mean anything. I mean, they're not descriptive. There's nothing in the prayer book that says you must use this liturgical color for this particular event. But they, are, <laughs> but they are indicative of different aspects of the Holy Spirit and why would you, you would use white versus why you would use red. And I will say we're using white today not as a theological statement, but just because we had sent a message out to some people that the color of the day was white because the bishop didn't know any better and had said it was white. But if you think about it, red as a liturgical color indicates the Holy Spirit as fire, right? Red of the Holy Spirit is is the tongues of flame sitting on the heads of the disciples when they become apostles on the day of Pentecost, inspiring them to speak in many tongues to all the people of the world. In the hymn we just sang on the way in, it talks about set our hearts aflame, right? You know, that we want our hearts to be on fire, for the Holy Spirit, that we may go out and preach the good news to the world. If you want to think of it in terms of of another song, you might say that red is the liturgical color for the Holy Spirit known in this little light of mine. (laughs) This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You know, that, that we, you have the light of Christ in you. You are aflame with the Holy Spirit. And using white as a liturgical color for a Holy Spirit event like confirmation would indicate that you're thinking more in terms of the Holy Spirit maybe as the dove that descends on Jesus at baptism, or the Holy Spirit as the breath of Jesus on the disciples in that upper room on Easter evening, the Holy Spirit as wind, the Holy Spirit as, as holiness and purity and, and breath of God blowing onto you, cooling you, soothing you, but also kind of blowing you out the door of the church. (laughs) When I was growing up, my congregation, St. Francis in Palos Verdes, California, 
we didn't have a, a Christmas pageant as such. We had, a, um, we had what we called the Feast of Lights, and we had it on Epiphany, so January 6th, and you were only allowed to be in the Feast of Lights when you were 11 and older. And I think that actually probably had something to do with confirmation, because at my church growing up, you got confirmed when you were 11. 11 is too young for confirmation. I hope there are no 11-year-olds here. If you are, we'll talk and we'll confirm you, but it's okay. But, but we were confirmed, and, and the first role you had in the Feast of Lights at St. Francis was that, you know, they, the older kids told the Christmas story. You know, the senior in high school who was female, who did the most in church, got to be the Virgin Mary. <laughs> and the boy who was the equivalent got to be Joseph, and then kind of worked their way down. But the 11-year-olds, after they told sort of the Christmas story, and we had wise men, and we had shepherds, the 11-year-olds came out wrapped in white sheets that were pinned so that we could not move, each holding a candle, and there would be 12 of us. And we shuffled out, each with our lit candle, to be the 12 apostles, to demonstrate that the Holy Spirit and the action of God didn't stop with the Christmas story. It didn't stop with the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It continued through those 12 apostles. And as we got out there, each of us with our little candle, we all sang, the whole congregation sang, breathe on me breath of God. Breathe on me breath of God. Fill me with life anew, that I may love what thou dost love, and do what thou wouldst do. And when I think back on that, I think, wow, that... That must have landed pretty hard because it's been more than 30 years and I still remember it. You know, 30 years later, I remember what it felt like. I remember what it felt like to be huddled up in a darkened staircase with 11 of my friends, all of us unable to move, I think partly so that since we couldn't be trusted with fire. Um, but then what it was to know that the breath of God was landing on me, just like the breath of God is landing on those who are being confirmed and received today. And that breath of God is blowing you out into the world, into ministry. You know, in the Episcopal Church, we've had some confusion over the years and, and different teachings about exactly how and when and why you get the Holy Spirit. You know, do you get half of the Holy Spirit at baptism and then you get the second half at confirmation? Do you get all the Holy Spirit at baptism and then confirmation is, a, is just an affirmation of something that already happened? Well, I think it's more like that. You received the Holy Spirit at baptism, but today, as you make these promises, you are set, opening up your sails and allowing that Holy Spirit to, to blow you into ministry. You are claiming and confirming your choice to be a Christian and to follow Jesus, and you are asking that Holy Spirit to strengthen you for that journey that you may be sent out into the world as witness to the Holy Spirit that is in you. I wonder where the Holy Spirit's going to take you. I wonder where that breath of God is going to blow you quite possibly somewhere unexpected, somewhere that you have no idea now where the Holy Spirit will take you. 
I certainly know that the Holy Spirit has taken me to a lot of unexpected places in my life, some of them wonderful, some of them not so wonderful, but all of them faithful. And in perhaps an indication of the sense of humor of the Holy Spirit, at that Feast of Lights in St. Francis, after we all got up there as our, you know, as the Twelve Apostles to demonstrate that the Holy Spirit was active in the generations of the Church of Saints, three kids got to dress up as a deacon, a priest, and a bishop and lead the procession out to indicate that the Holy Spirit was still active today in the Church. And when I was, I think, a sophomore in high school, because the founding rector had retired who didn't believe in women's ordination, they had me play the bishop. And so at 15 years old, I walked down the aisle of St. Francis Church in the founding rector's red um, cassock and some other vestments that were kind of thrown together and a miter. And I walked down the aisle, I was a drama major in college, blessing people as I went. I so wish there was, wish there was a photograph of that. <laughs> you never know, though. The Holy Spirit that day in that church wanted to demonstrate to the church that a girl could look like a bishop. And I certainly, at that point in my life, had no inkling that that would ever be a role that the Holy Spirit chose me to play. But here I am. Never discount that the Holy Spirit will send you someplace you did not expect to go, but also that the Holy Spirit may hold things in store for you that you don't even know to dare to hope for. Amen.